awesome. Hello, guys. Welcome to Redonkulous Podcast, Episode 6. Hanging out today is James. Annie. And Jeff. Uh, joining us today is a very special guest, Albert So. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Albert. How's it going? I want to welcome you, Al. Um, you know, you, you've been a listener. Thank you so much for supporting it. And when we first started this podcast, podcast um, you were actually one of the first people that we thought of, of bringing on. So happy to, to finally have you on the podcast. Wow. Sounds sounds like a lot of pressure on my side over here. <laughs> great. I love no, listening no. to you guys every week. It's great. Recently, um, you, Helen, and Serena went to Flushing, and you guys took a lot of interesting pictures Uh for murals. I didn't even know they had murals in, in Flushing, but those are some really great pictures. We did. Yeah, it was definitely pretty fun. We were in Flushing just grabbing something to eat, and then Helen noticed, oh, there's all these Instagrammers posting about this new mural that's in Flushing. Yay. And I, I of mm. course, had no idea what's going on. <laughs> she was like, hey, just follow me. Let's take Serena and try to snap some pictures. But yeah, have you guys seen it yet, or do you guys know what I'm talking about? I have. I actually pointed it out to you, Jeff, because we were driving past it. I was like, hey, look at that. That's new. And then you're like, what is that? And I guess you just, <laughs> you didn't really no, see it. it. It's weird because I, I, all these murals and, and paintings are popping up all over the place, even in Fresh Meadows. So like the Fresh Meadows area, um, if you guys don't know, that's where the Coles is, the movie theater, AMC yeah. theater. Recently, the, the fast food pizza. Oh, place. I know which mural but, you're talking about. Yeah, that area and the GameStop area. There's so many mm-hmm. um, artistic paintings and, and murals that's popping up it's, it's kind of cool yeah that's awesome what's the mural over there what is it of i think it uh, says queens new york or nice. something like that and it's like a whole wall that's painted what's the story behind the one in flushing do you guys know i don't know the story behind it myself but it's pretty cool it's a it's a pretty big mural that covers almost uh like two of the sides of a large building and it sort of transports you back into the olden days of China. So it's it's really neat. It's a, a flashback to the old. And then if you can pose in front of it just right, it almost looks like you're walking through the the old streets. Yeah. I definitely yeah. have to go check it out. Yeah, James, yeah. you should definitely take a look. Like the one in Flushing is on Prince Street and hmm, I can't remember the Cross Street, but it's where the old uh, 6-6 restaurant is, the great Taiwanese oh, restaurant in Canton Gourmet. What used to be there. It's actually interesting. They're totally renovating that whole area. So there's a bunch of new restaurants going up. Uh, it's it's changing a bit. Flushing is always changing these days. Queens is where it's at. That's right. Okay, vocabulary. This week's vocabulary word is germinate. It is a verb, and it is it means come into existence and develop. Um, I can use it in a sentence. Uh. The idea germinated and slowly grew into an obsession. So our goal is to use this word three times today in this podcast. Okay, great. Germinate. 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 Serious hypotheticals. This segment is a play on words where we source a crazy, ridiculous, hypothetical scenario and discuss it seriously. Today's topic is, if you could only eat the same breakfast, the same lunch, and the same dinner every day, what three meals would you choose? 
and it has to be three different meals. Ooh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Oh, wow. This reminds me of an old question people used to ask, like, if you could only eat one type of cuisine for the rest of your life, what type of cuisine is that? But this is even trickier now because now you only have three <laughs> items you can choose from. Yeah. Like how, I guess, how many breakfast items could you fit in there? I guess, are there any rules around that? Like, could I have a big buffet spread of things or? No, I think just, just like <laughs> one, one specific meal. Mm. I think I'll, I'll, I'll do something simple. It doesn't matter for the nutritional value. Because then if Ooh, I choose something question. really unhealthy. Would you want to eat something health, unhealthy every day, though? Yes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I would just say pizza. Oh, pizza's a good one. Mm, pizza's good. But, but uh, I don't think it'll be good for us in the long run. Wait, See, like, wait. If, if you if you answer this question, and you say nutritional value does not matter. You know, you, you still get nutrition from it. You know, Albert could say something like bubble tea. <laughs> <laughs> I was already thinking about that. It's one of yeah. <laughs> what do you want for dinner tonight? Cocoa right. bubble tea. Nice. Wait, so wait, but Jeff, tea. you only you only said pizza. You're gonna eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can't. No, of course so, not. So pizza is for what? Pizza would be for lunch. Okay. What about breakfast? Breakfast, breakfast I'm okay with. So my breakfast would be a little bit bigger. I, I want some coffee. I want milk and cereal, eggs, and avocado. That's fine. Uh, that mm. I can eat that every morning. You do eat that every morning. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. I can eat that for the rest of my life. Well, I could. I can pick one already. I always talked about this with Helen, too, which is like, if I only had one more meal to eat before I left New York, what would it be? And that has got to be chicken and rice. I love halal oh, chicken and halal. rice, for sure. Mm. A little white mm. sauce, some hot sauce, absolutely delicious. I got hooked on that stuff probably about 12 years ago when I first started at NYU. <laughs> and uh, I went through a phase where I literally ate that every day for lunch. It's such a great value, right? Six bucks. You got oh, yeah. a free soda on there. And like a free soda. With the food. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So that, would, that would definitely be one. I would have that for lunch, I think. So that's got to be one. That's for breakfast, it's tough. Yeah, for breakfast these days, like Serena and I normally eat Eggos now for breakfast. Shout out to Stranger <laughs> Things for getting us hooked back into Eggos. <laughs> so it's all good. So we got Eggos with our maple syrup. So I think it's mm. probably some variation of that with maybe milk tea or something. Uh, milk tea. Not <laughs> a lot of nutritional tea. values you guys are talking about. <laughs> no, definitely not. We threw that portion right out right out of the window and then for dinner i don't know dinner's the toughest one i'm not sure i like uh i like noodles a lot so maybe like some beef noodle soup or something like that or Ooh. i don't know i'm trying to think like some sort of a noodle dish i think is what i'd have to go with for dinner okay yeah. i figured out what i want for dinner if i could eat one thing it has to be cadoba it has to Ooh, be cadoba nice wow. you got that <laughs> rice you got that burrito wrap you know you got beans it's perfect mm -hmm. it's like it's like uh you know you get the rice for for that asian factor but you also need that you know in a wrap and also that hot sauce that, just thinking about it i'm, I'm getting hungry already <laughs> that's kind of similar to halal it is delicious i gotta admit i've never 
before I moved here to New York City, well, I, I've never had that before. And then once uh, one of my classmates was like, hey, follow me, Albert. There's this food truck outside. You got to check it out. And me being from the Midwest, I was a little bit cautious. I was like, food truck? Is that, <laughs> is that safe? Like, is that is that hygienic and such? He's like, just trust me. Just get it with the white sauce. Get it with the hot sauce. I got it. And I've been I've been hooked ever since. I feel like everyone's everyone's always asking you on adventures. Helen is just like, follow me. We'll go see murals. <laughs> and then your buddy's like, follow me. We'll go eat That's awesome. There's no shortage of adventures over here for sure. Hold on. We can't let James off the hook so fast, right? I don't think he listed what he wanted for breakfast, lunch, and dinner here. That's true. Yeah. James, uh, we want to hear. What is, is, it, is it some of the Indian food we had the other day? Would that count? Uh, oh, my <laughs> God. I yeah, totally forgot that. I do love Indian food, and uh, you know, that was, I think that was a time where I had Indian food every weekend. James for... was hooked on that for weeks. <laughs> yeah, after we went to that restaurant, I just had it for like a couple months every weekend. <laughs> what was your favorite thing to order? What did you order? Um, I don't remember what, what the name was, but... Dosa. Was it? Oh, dosa was good too. Dosa was good. Ordered curry. It was a vindaloo chicken Ooh. curry. Ooh, nice. That was, yeah, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, that was so good. Annie, let's grab some Indian food tomorrow for real. <laughs> mm. Hey, give me a call on that one too. Yeah, <laughs> let's nice. do it. Let's do it. So, right. would that be one of your one of your choices, James? Uh, yes, I'll probably grab that for lunch. Think okay. Indian food for lunch. And for breakfast, I mean, what I eat now is some Cheerios with some milk and granola mixed with the Cheerios. So that'll probably be my breakfast. I and forgot I, you recently changed your diet because of the whole personal trainer thing. You eat yeah, a lot that's healthy. Now. That is good. Yes, I eat a lot more now compared to what I used to eat. There are two Whoppers. Two Whoppers. Yeah, I was even full after the two Whoppers. Oh, wow. And for dinner, I think I'll choose a Korean dish. Um, It'll have to be rice. And if I had to choose one dish, it'll probably be kimchi stew. It's called kimchi jjigae. And I That's think I delicious. could eat that. Yes, I think I could eat that for everyday dinner meal. Um, we gotta have like a hot pot, you know? Like everybody, if we're eating the same thing every breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we just get together and we could just share, you know? That is one of my meals. <laughs> Which one? Hot, hot pot? Hot pot, yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh, good choice. Hot pot would be my dinner. Really? For the rest of your life, hot pot. Yeah, I can eat hot pot every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you have a variety of foods, and then it's also healthy. One, I would have... I'm the one that has to deal with the smell afterwards, though. <laughs> eh, that's all right. <laughs> so yeah. for lunch, you were saying? For lunch, I would have black bean noodles. My mom's black bean noodles is... It's called dajamian in Chinese. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I second that. That is delicious. Your mom makes the best dajamian for sure. Really yeah. Good. And then for breakfast, I'll probably have avocado toast and a smoothie. You see, like, the way that you ask this question, you know, and us thinking about it, 
that idea started germinating and then now I want oh, Indian good food job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> the human experience is a segment where we share a wacky story or experience of something that happened to us this week and then um you know we share what we learned or what we enjoyed about it so this week actually today we went to the New York City coffee festival and I didn't even know that they had festivals for these things but uh, my cousin Thomas invited us there and there are different tiers apparently too there's like $30 for a standard ticket and there's like $55 for a VIP ticket where you could stay as long as you want and um, you can get as many cocktails made out of coffee. What did you guys sample over there? Like what kind of coffees? Did you guys do like some of the seasonal roasts? Did they have any like pumpkin spice stuff or anything that was more fall? I like the frothy stuff. Oh, I think my favorite stand was Dr. Smood. S-M-O-O-D. I think I had a macchiato. Oh, nice. Yeah. But I can't drink too much coffee right now just because I'm breastfeeding. Um, but they also had like oat milk, frothy oat milk. That was really good. And also um, this brand called Oatly. Um, I thought their oat milk was really good. Yeah, Oatly's blowing up these days. It's so interesting. One of my coworkers at work, uh, he actually went over to Oatly uh, maybe about two years ago. He's now oh. the general manager over there. So I was just in LinkedIn reading an article where he was talking about it because I had never even heard of oat milk before. Uh, and then oh, he really? left. He said, oh, I'm heading over to this place called Oatly. It's oat milk. And I was like, wow. But I guess it's uh, it's just blowing up everywhere. They've got distribution everywhere. It tastes Have you tried great. It out? Uh, yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I haven't I've, I haven't tried it out myself, but I've heard it just tastes like all the I was just looking at some reviews. People are like, oh, this tastes fantastic. But I don't know, Annie, what do you think? You just had some. Yeah, actually, my boss really loves Oatly. And oftentimes when she goes to Whole Foods to buy it, it runs out like they. Oh, wow. um, yeah, they always have to like keep it in stock. But like a lot of people buy it. So it's like low on stock. What's making it blow it's, up though? What's so popular about it? What what is the is it healthy or is it like I feel it, like it's it their um it tastes good and it actually you know how um when you drink almond milk with your coffee it like kind of dilutes it and it doesn't taste as good but when you mm. put oat milk this specific Oatly brand it makes it more creamy this is oat milk it's healthy so last week I saw a carton of milk in our fridge. It was that was that oat milk? Yeah, that was oatly. Oh, I didn't even try it. Oops. Do we still yeah. have any? Uh, <laughs> Let me no, go pour a glass no right now. Oh, man. Uh, their marketing is crazy too. It's very cute. I I pulled some stuff. And okay. Yeah. So to piggyback what Annie was just talking about, so in the liquor and wine industry, um, we do a this annual. Um, thing that's similar to to this coffee festival where we invite uh the press right um and also uh, people in the the wine and liquor industry also our customers to come and check out all our different suppliers and all our different brands that we carry so people come in they sample and they taste it really did remind me of that but for coffee today mm -hmm. some of them have their own merch line um you know, some of them really have a really cool story behind their brand. What'd you think about it, James? Yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. Um, 
uh, like you said, when I first walked in there, I just like, you know, just took a lap around the place to check it out. And you're right. It did remind me of like a dry cleaner and laundry expos. You know, mm-hmm. have, they have so many stands, so many different companies. And, you know, every booth has their own unique uh, character to it, you know, that they're selling. Al, you know, they actually had a booth for Nipponja. Really? They doing, no like, yeah, they're doing like matcha stuff. Wow, so uh, cool. Yeah, I drank the I drank the matcha. Yeah, it was so good. Was it good? Matcha. Yes. I was I was hoping it was sweet, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the cold one was a little sweeter than the hot one. The hot oh. one was bitter, but the cold one was good. What um, were you gonna say? Uh yeah, so you know, um, I was gonna say that you know it was a lot of fun, you know there's they have a lot of like games and kind of interesting ways to drag you in and um, try out their coffees and try out their products, try out from coffee, chocolate, uh, liquor, alcohol, and you know they also gave a lot of discounts and a lot of information there. Yeah, I had a very fun time. James and bought a box of cookies. Oh, yeah. They Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah. It, re- it reminded me of uh, Girl Scout cookies. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days when you used to go door to door selling the Girl Scout cookies. Uh, yeah. That, you know, whenever they come, I, I, I can't resist. <laughs> James, you were a Boy Scout? No, I wasn't a Boy Scout. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the receiving end, you know. Oh, he, was, he was the the one house everyone knew to go because he would always buy. He, that's right. He was funding everything. Oh, that's uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's so funny that you phrased it like that, James. You said they all had different ways to drag you in. Do you want to yeah. you want to give an example? How did you get dragged in? Uh, yeah. So I was I was walking by and I, was, I think it was on the thir- fourth floor. And I'm walking by, and, you know, this girl, she's like, hey, look, a straw that doesn't suck. I was like, really? A straw that <laughs> what? <laughs> a paper straw, sorry. A paper straw that doesn't suck. I was like, really? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in. You know, because, you know, a lot of restaurants are transitioning to, you know, straws that are made of paper, you know, more environmentally friendly. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like, it gets soggy after a while. Oh yeah, I used the straw. Yeah. Did you try it? Was it good? Yeah, it did. It did not get soggy, and it was a paper straw. Oh, so it was still made out of paper? That was gonna be my question because I've seen like some of them are made out of um, almost like pasta type stuff. Like there's a lot of different variations out there these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this this paper straw is really good. I even try like biting on it, you know, try to stress test it, but. (laughs) It was, it was pretty good. That's not the real moment of truth, though. The real moment of truth is uh, that Albert wants to know: Can you use it to drink bubble tea? <laughs> That's right. But yeah, there was definitely a lot of uh, uh, emphasis on environmentally friendly cups and straws, and um, like donation to water and all that stuff. That was cool. Because I myself transitioned to using um, glass straws or metal straws. And even at work, I use my own cup to go to coffee shops and buy coffee. Al, do you remember that place that we went to, the bubble tea place? They actually gave us a, 
a metal straw as well. You they did. Yeah, they gave us like a gold metal straw to to take with us, like a reusable straw. Remember okay. what that what that bubble tea place is called? I think it's called Le Tea. Oh yeah, Le Tea. <laughs> You're trying to film like an outro or something, right? Yeah, that's right. Tell us tell us a little bit more about video editing actually, because we talked about it on the last episode. How'd you get into yeah. it? And and yeah, you actually, know, absolutely. Just like you guys who are starting up this podcast, like uh, I only started it maybe three months ago or something. And it was just on a whim. Obviously I love watching YouTube videos, all the creators who are out there checking out Twitch TV. So I'm always thinking about, you know, what's, what's a good idea. If I started my own channel, how would I go about with video editing? So I just started to, to goof off a bit with it. Originally just started with some videos of just me and Serena, just messing around in Queens and exploring some different places. Um, but yeah, overall what I've been trying to do is just capture uh, different elements of lifestyle and obviously friends and family who are around or different activities or festivals going on in the in the five boroughs out here as well. But it's been a, it's been a great learning experience. I'd never done any sort of video editing before and they make it really easy these days. I use just iMovie right on the phone. Um, there's an app that's I think it's if you have the iPhone, it just comes standard. And there's actually a lot of great tools in there where you can overlay music, zoom in and zoom out, and do all sorts of neat stuff with it. You can have text overlays. You can upload your own songs if you want to. But it's definitely pretty fun. I've learned a ton from it. And I know, Jeff, you even have a couple different video editing softwares that you're playing around with, right? Yeah, yeah, I have. But the first time, um, you actually inspired me to to kind of uh, get into that because – when I saw you do it, I was like, are you sure you've never edited before? Because mm-hmm. your videos come out so good. And then, you know, even yeah. like adding music and, you know, fading in and fading out. Um, I, we were talking about that the other day. You know, it, it was done so well that, you know, I, I'm genuinely surprised that you've never done that before. Well, shout outs to, uh, to Helen, my wife on that one. She's the executive producer on all these videos. So <laughs> nice. she makes the call on a lot of the editing and zoom in, zoom outs and then music editing. But, you know, I, I fall back to, to my expertise, which is watching thousands and millions of hours of YouTube videos. <laughs> so I get a good sense of, uh, of what, uh, what the general flow is these days, at least. That's good. So then where do you, where do you see, where do you eventually see yourself? Do you, do you plan on uh, publicly posting? Videos? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to start a channel myself. I'm just trying to think uh, what a great channel would be. Obviously, I think there's so much room out there for all the different creators. There's all sorts of interesting spaces uh, for people to explore. So I'm just trying to figure out what a good good spot would be. I've been bouncing some different ideas off Helen as well too. But yeah, in the near future, I'd love to start up uh, a channel of my own just to just to put a couple projects together out there. Yeah, wow, keep us in the cool. loop. We would love yeah, we'll to, to talk about it on, on this show. And Absolutely. as a segue too, you know, shameless plug, but uh, James actually just got our YouTube channel up and running too. So our podcast yes. is going to be uploaded onto youtube.com slash redonkulous podcast. So check that out too. Ooh, nice. Uh, I got to double check on that name. So <laughs> I might have to just, <laughs> I may have just sent you someone else. <laughs> like and subscribe. Okay, the next segment is Adult Think. Um, this is a segment where we talk about uh, getting older. And um, about eight years ago, I moved from Queens, New York to Connecticut for work. And it was a pretty difficult transition. 
you know, I was in a new environment, the lifestyle was different, you know, the work ethic was different. Uh, I must say it was very challenging. But one thing, well, a few things that stood out to me the most was probably transportation. Flushing, there's like, you know, 10, 20 different buses and subways that go everywhere. But in Connecticut, I think there's like one, one bus <laughs> near my store where I work. And one train. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, I sure you're paying 100% with transportation. It reminded me of a, a story when I was in Minneapolis. Uh, okay. You know, New York, obviously, like you said, there's all the MTA buses running. You can catch a subway anywhere, right? So I was yes. like, oh, this this shouldn't be too bad. I'll just wait around for a bus. And it was snowing that day, right? It was pretty it was pretty cold. And I was waiting, and I was, like, checking the, the times and everything. I'm like, oh, it should come in the next, you know, 10 minutes, I'm sure, or something, right? I couldn't quite understand the time schedule. But no one was in the in the booth with me, right? There's a little bus uh, stop there, but no one was there. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just kind of hang out here. So 10 minutes passed by. I'm like, well, okay, it's just been 10 minutes. 20 minutes passed by. I'm like, what is going on, right? It's freezing. The wind's howling out there. And then finally, like 30 minutes go by, and I'm like, is there a bus coming or what's going on? And then just out of the corner of my eye, I finally see this bus like trudging along and everything. And I'm like, holy cow, what is going on here and everything. But I think that's just one of the big differences, uh, just as you mentioned too, James. Like uh, there's a lot of things I think we as New Yorkers take for granted over here. And one is definitely transportation uh, with that one. The other one is just uh, the good thing, though, about growing up in the Midwest. So I grew up in Michigan for probably about 20 years before moving to Minneapolis, where I spent another, uh, call it six, seven years out there as well, is that uh, everybody is here in New York is, I don't know what the right way to say it is, but everybody's in a rush, right? Everybody yeah. is a little bit raw yes. or on edge, I feel like, right? It's hard to even, like, if you smile at someone on the street, they they think you're insane, right? They're like, Who's this, <laughs> yeah. this guy is crazy, right? Why is he smiling? This creeper. Stuff, yeah. Right? He's a creeper. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think called that. Just so that took, that. Me, that, that took me a while to get used to coming out here. For sure. Because in the Midwest, everyone is actually super nice. Like, everybody's friendly. People hold doors open for each other, right? Like here, I'll be walking, yeah. and someone just like slams a door in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's another big difference, and probably like one of the big differences I always talk to Helen about is like uh, all the great food that's out here, right? Whether in the in that just in the general tri-state area, I would say, but definitely in New York City, there's no shortage of like delicious food and the culture and diversity. Like when I was in Minneapolis, I just remember it was so hard to even get a good cup of bubble tea. Like I went to like three or four different bubble tea places and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a disappointment. There's nothing here. I would go to Chinese <laughs> restaurants and they would be some sort of like American slash Chinese fusion restaurants that were there. I was like, I just want a bowl of like beef noodle soup, right? I just want some Neuromian or something, right? Just something simple. <laughs> so hard to get um, out there as well, too. So, I mean, those are just a couple of the the differences. But, you know, there's, there's definitely advantages uh, in a place like the Midwest where things are a little bit slower. I think I just remember, um, you know, working, but I, I would get home at, at a decent hour typically out there and nobody was really working deep into the nights like they do out here. 
Um, and then also, you know, just talking about cost of living, like obviously it was so much cheaper back in the Midwest uh, versus out here for sure. Like I remember growing up and I grew up in a really small town, but our house was probably, you know, I think we sold it when my parents moved for about a hundred thousand dollars or so. And it was huge, right? You're talking four bedrooms, wow. big downstairs, right? A giant backyard, oh, yeah. all this sort of stuff. Like, I think $100,000 out here will get you, you know, I don't know, a, a shoebox down by the Queen's <laughs> Bay or something like that. Right? <laughs> or by the yeah. Frog's Neck area there under the bridge, I think is what you're You can't to even get a area. studio. Yeah, for that amount, right? It's yeah. so crazy. So. And everything is, uh, all the houses are, like, so much more spaced out here compared to New York. I mean, in New York, I feel like the houses are, like, you know, right next to each other. It is well, right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're literally attached. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting. Like in uh like at Helen and Anna, your mom's house, I always laugh, right? Like in the bathroom there. Yeah. Like if I look out the window, if you're sitting on the if you're sitting on the throne, right? Oh. If you're sitting on the toilet, <laughs> you look out the window, you can see the Jeez, other person's throne. kitchen, right? So I always yeah. joke around and I say, is your I can imagine the neighbor chopping up vegetables, right? And then it seems like your parents in the bathroom. <laughs> Oh, you don't even don't have know. to. Yeah, you don't even have to imagine. That happened to me when I was going to the bathroom in their house. I was like, oh my God, someone's just standing there. <laughs> and then when you talked about moving too, I know it was difficult, but looking back, like, how, do you feel a sense of accomplishment or like, you know, how do you feel about it? Because I know at the time you said it was very, very difficult. Yes. Um, you, know, you know, straight out of. No, I was in college and transitioning to work. In my mind, I was like, ah, this will be easy, you know? Um, how hard can the real world be? Eight um, years later. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely an experience. It was much challenging uh, than I originally thought. Um, but it was definitely worth it. And yeah, definitely learned a lot in this in this eight year time frame what about for you al the same question like what caused you i know you came for uh, to go to school at nyu but uh what attracted you why did you decide to stay yeah so it was it was two reasons to come out here so one is for for school like i was uh, i went through a career change i was thinking about making a career switch so nyu helped facilitate that so that's one piece of it but the second piece is pretty interesting is that uh you know, I grew up in the Midwest, and when I was in Minneapolis, it was great. I had a, I had a great life there, right? I had this, um, a ton of great friends there. I had a great job as well. I had a beautiful apartment, high-rise apartment right in downtown Minneapolis. But uh, after a couple of years, like, something just felt not right. Like, something, it just didn't feel like the place that I wanted to, to settle down in or the place where I felt like I really belonged, I guess, if that it makes sense. too small for you. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's too small, but there was something there was something there. Um, and then I've always been attracted to big cities. I think some of it is, you know, as kids, uh, my dad and my mom, they grew up in like Hong Kong and these bigger cities. Uh, so we've always had a chance to go back and spend time there. We, you know, we came out to New York City even as kids multiple times. And something really always attracted me, just like it attracts a lot of people to New York City. And I think, you know, when I actually moved here, everything just clicked. Like it all felt it all felt great between NYU, obviously finding my wife, uh, Helen, here has been fantastic. 
um, uh, the lifestyle that we have here and all, all the great friends and family that we have here. So, you know, I would say like everything just kind of feels right out here um, because it's pretty funny. Um, I think you guys know my family moved out to Seattle a couple of years ago. So my sister's mm-hmm. out there with her husband. Um, you know, my nieces are out there, obviously. And then my parents are there as well. And Helen and I have talked about it. We're like, oh, would we ever move out to, to Seattle? And I would love to be out there with the family, obviously. But even like when I go out there, after a couple of days, I'm sort of like, hmm, this is kind of boring out here. <laughs> it rains a lot. It rains a lot. Right? As much, yeah, there isn't a much, as much to do, right? There isn't, there's just this vibrancy of New York City. It's really, um, I mean, it's hard to describe. I, I, the easiest way I could think about it is I remember driving Helen home from work one night and it had to be like 12:30, 1 a.m. on like uh, whatever it was like on a week weekday or something like that, right? And the the LIE was jammed, right? There's like all these cars still rolling <laughs> yeah. down the highway at this hour, right? It was just amazing to me, just growing up in the Midwest. Like you, you'd be able to shoot straight home, right? There'd be like five cars on the road. <laughs> you know, when I first got here to Connecticut, like 11 p.m., I'm like, oh. No, I can use some fall right now. <laughs> uh, I look online, look at some you know, 432. But nothing is open at this time. Aww. No Indian food, no Cadoba, no pizza. No, absolutely nothing. Maybe. In Minneapolis, I used to have like a stack of shin ramen ready to go because like uh, when the bars closed, right, a lot of the rest, there isn't a ton of late night options, right? So I used to just yeah. eat shin ramen when I came home. But now when I moved to New York City, all of a sudden, you know, you got the halal carts there, artichoke yes. pizza is open, you got obviously K-Town is open. Even out here in Queens, uh, a ton of the restaurants by me are 24 hours as well. So there's always something open. Shout out to the late night full cravings, uh, James. I get the same oh. thing. Oh man, the other day Annie and I were just craving like ramen, but we haven't went to Pho Chi by by your place for the longest time, and that just hit the spot. So good. Mm-hmm. That place is great. I remember we went there like opening. It was either opening day or opening week, and I remember it was a disaster when they served us. Right, Jeff, you ordered yeah. a vegetarian broth, and I think there was like a meatball in there. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was like out of control and stuff when, when they served. I think to, to be fair, I think they gave us a discount or something. I think they were pretty kind yeah. about it and stuff. Yeah, that place is great. Shout out to Fudgy for sure. I do story time with Albert. Nice. Yeah, Ooh. I'll tell you guys a funny story here. It's uh, I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty humorous uh, for sure. Even when it happened, I, I actually laughed. Although it's it's pretty striking at times, right? So, what happened was when I was in Minneapolis. Um, you know, we I'd obviously go out with my friends. I was in my younger twenties back then, and everything, right? So we'd be out late night. So I remember one night, uh, you know, everything had finished. My friends had started to drift off. I just kind of walked home because I lived downtown and I'm walking and the way to my apartment building, there's kind of a, a dark alley that leads up to it. And I never thought about it before. I used to walk that dark alley at all hours of the night. <laughs> right? But this time I felt something was off. Right? So like uh, I was walking back and then I, it just something felt odd. Right. And then I noticed like this guy was trailing me from the back. Right. So I knew I was pretty sure something was about to go down. So the first thing I do is I kind of take off my jacket and wrap it up into a whip, like almost Kung Fu style, right? right? So finally he approaches me and yells out, hey, and he's got he's got a knife with him. So I'm like, whoa, oh my gosh. Right. 
But then at that time, like just something clicked in. I, I envisioned myself as like the brother of Bruce Lee, the, like, Jackie Chan all together, right? I used to watch a lot of kung fu movies as a kid. So I start to whip him with my jacket, right? And he, no I can tell way. on his face, he's totally confused. He's like, what, what is going on happening here? So then I'm like, all right, I got this guy. He's confused. I unfurl my jacket into almost like a, into like a cape, like a matador style, right? And I throw it over his head, right? Thinking it's, it's going to be like a smoke screen that I throw over him. So it goes over his head and he's like struggling with it a little bit. I was like, all right, I got him. He doesn't know what's going on. And I see my apartment building. It's only like 50 feet away. So I turn around and the next thing I know is I trip over my feet and fall right <laughs> off the ground, right? And well, bam, the next thing I know, I'm on the ground. So then unfortunately, like he, he and a couple other guys jump on top and then that's nothing happened. Everything is fine. So I just give up my wallet. They leave me alone. So then I, I walk back into the apartment and then like the, the woman in there, there's it's a 24 hour apartment. So there's a doorman, there's a woman in there and she's like shaking up. She's like, oh, my gosh, are you all right? Right. I'm bleeding all over. And then but I was like, oh, don't worry. This is just me falling on the pavement. This is all self-inflicted wounds <laughs> that happened there. Right. You know, thankfully, everything worked out. It was it was all fine. Right. Uh, I called the police and such. So there was actually a string of other uh, attacks that occurred and they finally caught the guy. I was so proud of myself <laughs> that I almost almost got him, right? If it was not for the fact that I tripped over my own two feet, I would have gotten away scot-free with that one. Al, we're getting to that age where when we went to go watch a movie and James is there the other time too, he's passing out in the middle of the movie. <laughs> I, I used to make fun of my, my dad for that. I was just like, Dad, what are you doing? We're in the middle of an action movie and you're falling asleep. I look over and this guy's like, you know, nodding off too. Let's see Godzilla. And, you know, I, I'm like 10 minutes into the movie. I'm watching these scientists, you know, with their big machines. And next thing I know, I wake up, I fell asleep. I wake up and I see Godzilla walking out into the ocean. <laughs> Godzilla, come back. So cool, Godzilla. <laughs> You know, one of the funny things with Serena these days, which we just noticed, is um, Jeff, she actually likes to blame you for a lot of stuff. <laughs> whenever, whenever she does something bad, like, or something that's weird, like, she just started to love to just jump around in her bed nonstop, right? She's just, like, jumping up and down, and we're like, oh, Serena, take it easy and stuff, right? And we're like, who taught you to do this? Where'd you pick this up? And she'll be like, Uncle, Uncle Jeff. <laughs> And it'll be the same for it'll be for the same for anything. Like today, she just was she grabbed like one of uh, our tea bags and, and put it into her mouth and was gnawing on. I was like, oh, Serena, give me that, give me that. Who showed you how to do that? Where'd you learn that? She's like, Uncle, Uncle Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're making you're making an impact one way or the other. Bad influence. She's going to be a troublemaker. Oh, my goodness. She is. She's a huge prankster these days. I mean, uh, she's a handful for sure, but every day is great. Al, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Um, hey, thanks for having I, me, guys. This was a ton of fun. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Albert. Yeah, and we still you. have a million other segments and ideas that we wanted to do with you, but that just means you have to come back. That sounds great. All right, guys, let's sign off. From us here on the Redonkulous team to you guys, thank you so much for listening. Please hit the like and subscribe button, except if not a YouTube video. We are also going to be doing a very, very special Turks and Caicos episode there too, so uh, please sure you check that out uh, in December.